Zero. Prescott, a little play action, standing, deep post, caught, Lamb, touchdown! Four-step drop, he's firing far side, has a man open at the five-yard line, that ball is caught for a wildcat touchdown! Thomas Harper in coverage, but it is a touchdown for Phillip Brooks, and the Wildcats with 11-17 to go in the first half, now with a 20 to nothing lead. Zach Schmidt is going to attempt a 19-yard field goal. Hour three. Happy Halloween, everybody. Monday, October 31st. Hey, tomorrow's November, Teach. I said, what? How about that, huh? How about that? One week from today is the season opener for the OU men's basketball team. Uh, Sam Houston State will be in town. And then we're off and running after that. That's not even a state. No, you're right. It's not. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. I I haven't asked you yet. Were you watching that Mavs-Thunder game Saturday night? No, there was only one TV where we were, and that was on the World Series game, so I did not see any of that game. Holy cow. We were listening to it on the drive home from Ames. The Chuck Cooperstein call is all they had on Sirius XM. Not that came out sounding wrong. I love Chuck Cooperstein. They did not have Matt Pinto's call. All they had was the Mavericks call. And uh, 16-point lead with three and a half minutes to go. Mavs had. And the Thunder won it in overtime. Amazing 18-2 finish to the game. And then they kind of owned the extra period. And... Chuck Cooperstein, I thought he was messing up, TJ. He kept talking about this guy named Joe hitting shots. I was like, Joe? who's? I'm going through the roster in my head. We have a guy named Joe? First off, it's weird that Chuck would be calling guys by their first name. And I couldn't think of anybody named Joe on our team. And then at some point, like, he says, Isaiah Joe. And I was like, Isaiah Joe? I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> He's going nuts at the end of the game. Hit hit the game-tying three, 
scoring in overtime. Where did he come? Did we just trade for this guy today? Sure enough, uh, it's a guy they picked up in the offseason from Philly. From He was an Arkansas player. Went to Arkansas. Had played like nine minutes all year. None of the nine minutes I had seen. And came in midway through the fourth quarter of that game and took over. Well, SGA did a lot too, but led him to victory. Three in a row for the Thunder. They're three and three now. Now, your Mavericks did bounce back nicely last night. I think. Got a win over Orlando. I saw that Luka had a big game. But um, I'm not here to uh, say anything about the Mavs. I'm not just that's happened to be who they're playing. Right. And it was a great comeback win. Uh, for OKC. Yeah, Mavs have been pr- uh, pretty sorry early on these first few games of the season, so we'll uh, we'll see if they're able to turn it around. Luka's been great, but it hasn't uh, equaled in wins. Can so. I give you an opinion about Luka? Mm-hmm. You love he to, so go little, ahead. He looks a little heavy-legged. Yeah, like a little heavy-legged, yeah. Yeah. I'll take heavy-legged Luka any day All of the right. week, yeah. Uh, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> In the loss, he had 30, 31, 16, and 10. I'll take him. I know, but he looked a little heavy-legged out there. Uh, okay, here's the slate coming up this week. Big 12 games, 11 a.m. you got Texas Tech at TCU. Undefeated TCU. Back home in Fort Worth this week to host Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. Baylor at OU, of course, 2 o'clock. That's your ESPN. That is an ESPN Plus game. It's not the only one this week. OSU at Kansas. I, I don't. TJ, the Cowboys are favored by three and a half. Oh, what's going to happen in that game? Uh, are they going to take it seriously? I mean, what? Talk about trying to guess what's going to happen in a football game. Who knows? I mean, who's the quarterback going to be? Gundy? Spencer Sanders? I mean, what's going on there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think about that. Come off an emotional win over Texas and then just lay that egg and look completely worthless and terrible doing it. Um, I might I might lean Kansas' way early in the week there. I wish that yeah. was at five. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia goes to Iowa State, 230. And the night game is Texas at Kansas State. That's an interesting game right there. Texas favored, by the way, TJ, by one and a half at Kansas State. What do you think about that? Surprise, especially with the performance that Kansas State just had with it being in Manhattan. Vegas and ESPN love Texas, love Texas this year, and just completely ignore the fact that they've got three losses because they played Alabama close. That FPI ranking or whatever it is ESPN does, I think Texas is like six or seven in the country right now in that thing. And I don't understand Vegas sometimes with them this year uh, and or that type of ranking where they're highly, highly thought of. Yeah. So, I mean, I would pick K-State in that game, so it surprises me. I agree. I mean, it's just they won 48 nothing. so you know how college football goes. It's, sometimes when it seems too easy, it is, but – my initial reaction is, wow, wrong team favorite. Yeah. Uh, uh, there are some games of the year this year in college football as we look around the rest of the top 25. Friday night, you got Oregon State at Washington. That's not one of them. 11 a.m. Saturday, Ohio State goes to Northwestern. That'll be a bloodbath. North Carolina, 7-1. and one. Max doing it again quietly, TJ. Uh, they are at Virginia. 
Tulane is 7-1. and one. They'll be in Tulsa this weekend for an 11 a.m. game. Here's your game of the year so far in college football. Georgia and Tennessee, number one and number two in Athens. Both teams 8-0. That is a 2.30 kick on CBS, TJ, so you get the good cameras. There you go. <laughs> SEC list looks a little better on oh, CBS. Looks better, yeah. I was listening to one talk show this weekend was saying um, all four of the college football playoff teams should be SEC teams. And if you can't if you can't see that with your own eyes, you're just stupid. If you can't tell that the SEC is just better than everybody else, then you're just stupid. So I said, Dad, this is not like a show TJ didn't show. Dumb, dumb. Oregon at Colorado. Illinois is seven and one. How'd that happen? No, they're not. They're hosting Michigan State if Michigan State's got any players left. Penn State goes to Indiana. Syracuse visits Pitt. Uh, Liberty at Arkansas. And Liberty is the ranked team in this matchup, TJ. That's a three o'clock SEC network game. That's a sneaky good game right huh, there. Liberty the spread on that one. 14. Arkansas. Arkansas. I was about to say 14. who. <laughs> huh. Huh. Here's your second. Chairman, we'll talk later. Game of the day, 6 o'clock on ESPN, Alabama at LSU. 7-1 uh, and one Bama, 6-2 and two LSU. Bayou Bengals have been kind of all they're over hot. the place they're this hot, year. Though, They've man. Got, they're playing better now. Bama favored by 13 in that game. Michigan goes to Rutgers this week. Clemson at Notre Dame. Notre Dame playing a little bit better football now. Uh, Clemson a three-and-a-half-point road favorite in South Bend. Then you've got Utah and Arizona. Uh, NC State hosting Wake Forest. UCLA goes to Arizona State. And USC at home against Cal this weekend. So a couple of big battles. You've got the uh, georgia Tennessee game, and you've got the Alabama-LSU game in the SEC. Texas at K-State, very intriguing in the Big 12. And I tell you, OU Baylor, TJ, this is a really good football game. Have you seen the spread on this game? You want to guess it if you haven't? I would say OU's favored by three, three and a half. That's it? Yes. Oh, yes. you favored by three and a half. Three and a half, okay. Uh, somebody cheated and saw the spread in advance. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about this game on a Monday, TJ? Now, let's go ahead and catch this by saying. I TJ think the sidelines will look coach. as good as they've looked this year. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of us if distracted. Get, Me and tickets. Teddy and some others will be distracted by the uh, mm-hmm. the loveliness of the Baylor sidelines. But If uh, you get tickets to this game, will you effort to get them on the east absolutely. No, on the west side? Absolutely. So you can, See Dave Aranda's face the whole game. Dave! Dave! It's me! <laughs> Rogers! Rogers! I believe these are the... Didn't you rank these have done the, that two, with my throat. the two most attractive Big 12 head coaches That's in right. the they're, they're, preseason, they're, right? They're, they're, that was their yeah, top two ranking right here. What do you think about the game? Um, I think it will be a close tight game that it will favor in the end the home team is how I'm feeling early on. Hmm. That's bad news, Sooner Nation. 
<laughs> you want me to lie to you again? Let's hope. Let's hope the tide turns. By the way, um, the forecast needs to change a little bit. We right now have a high of 60, which is great, but a 60% chance of rain right now on Saturday. So plenty of time for that to change. But right now it looks like going to be a little bit of an overcast, maybe wet day at Owen Field. I hope not, but I do love the fact that we're not playing Boo. at 11 a.m. Hey, by the way, did you see the story of the tractor that ran over the goalpost this weekend? No. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. I sent it to my uh, family, and I may have accidentally deleted it. It was like a Division Three game, and they had security cam video of it happening. It, in the week before the game, the tractor that was kind of mowing the field mm-hmm. uh, ran into the goalpost and knocked it over. And so they played the whole game going one direction. Like whoever had the ball was always going what? toward the end of the field with the goalpost. Oh, here it is. Here comes the tractor. <laughs> Did he fall asleep? I don't like, know. What? <laughs> <laughs> That looked intentional. That was not intentional or the guy you passed out at the wheel. Act of terrorism? There, it, I, he fell asleep because that thing just cuts and goes straight at it and then sits there for a minute like a Snickers commercial, and then it just backs up. More likely looking at his phone. Probably. Uh, pro- maybe. Texting and yeah. driving with the track. Holy Texting cow. No, I had to see that. That's funny. <laughs> now, they did this. Um, if you remember a few years back, I think it was Northwestern and Illinois played a game at Wrigley Field. And they determined the wall was the too wall close. The wall was too close. Yeah, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. It was dangerous. And so they did this where whoever had the ball always went one way. Um, so, anyway, that's what they did in this D3 game because they couldn't replace the field goal in time, which, as we've learned from Tennessee, is quite expensive to replace a goal post. Yeah. What is he doing? Like, I'm... It's like a child's driving the tractor right now. <laughs> that thing just falls apart. I was ah, interested please. in how the field goal post fell apart. Yeah, it's it just almost, falls apart. I thought like, like the whole thing would just fall over, but this one looked like a Lego set. Like it all just kind of comes apart in pieces. And yeah, somebody's getting fired over that. <laughs> getting fired. I think they were fired as soon as they saw the video. We need a break. Hey, when we come back, I've got a special guest. Former Sooner women's basketball coach turned author, new author, Sherry Cole, joins us live on the show. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. I'm getting flashbacks, Teach. I've been going all Halloween music, but I thought it was appropriate. No, this is great. We welcome in now the Hall of Fame head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, author of Rooted to Rise, the Redwood Legacies of Life Anchoring People, Sherry Cole. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, Toby. Thank you for playing that fantastic song. <laughs> Just like the old days, Coach. Just like, I know. How are you doing? How's that, how's that grandbaby? That grandbaby's fantastic. She's going to be a lion anymore. tonight for Halloween. Oh, really? 
Oh, yeah. Roar. She's got the, <laughs> the roar to go along with it. <laughs> very cool. That's very cool. Um, well, tell us about the book. You've got a new book out, and um, I mentioned it's called Rooted to Rise. What's this about? It's about people, uh, amazing people that have impacted my life. It's a collection of essays, stories um, about unique people. And um, they're unique not because so much of maybe what they've done, although some of them have done some pretty amazing things, but more so who they are and the way they impact the world around them. And it was, I had a lot of books in my head. Uh, This is the one that had to come first because it's closest to my heart. And I just had a had a great time writing it. I enjoyed it. I um, it, it it's been fulfilling on a number of levels, and I, I hope that when people read it, they think and feel. That's really my only aim with it. And these are people that you have crossed paths with in your journey, right? Yes, sir. There's um, there are four sections to the book, and they're all wrapped around the metaphor of a redwood tree. And the first section is about family. The second about teachers and coaches, the third about mentors, and the final section about players and teams. And I have a disclaimer at the first that that. this is in no way exhaustive, because if I were to come across, (laughs) if I were to list all the people that I've come across in my lifetime that have impacted me, we'd kill way too many trees and nobody would want to carry that book around or try to read it. And, you know, you can't, how do you differentiate? You've got some family members, and I I just have the disclaimer that says, you know, hey, my husband nor my mom nor my brother are here, so... (laughs) Not everybody. <laughs> I, I love that. The very first thing is, hey, I apologize to everybody who I don't mention in here. Just exactly. to make you feel better, I never mentioned my mom or my husband in this book. So uh, that's great. Now, what chapter did you devote to TJ and I, Coach, just so we can skip right to that one? You know, sadly, that dadgum editor cut it off, and it's what? on the floor. I'm not, I know. It seems like just like my scene in Twister. Just cut to the floor. <laughs> That seems like a mistake. Give it. Can you give us an example of uh, maybe one of these stories that you got in here, the shorthand version? Oh, goodness, yes. Um, I, I have a story about Dan Hayes, who is uh-huh. uh, obviously uh, the, the all-time winningest coach at Oklahoma Christian men's basketball coach who's probably impacted and uh, influenced more basketball people, and I'm just going to put it people on that, than any other person in, in the history of the state. Through his, his camps that were legendary, he has spawned so many coaches and impacted so many kids and created this uh, desire to be a part of the game of basketball, really unlike no other. And I was fortunate to uh, be at Oklahoma Christian during his tenure there. His first year there was my freshman year there playing for the women's team. And so um, I got to watch him build, build the program, you know, lay the blueprint and put everything in place, and uh, he's just been a fantastic influence on my life. And uh, the story about Coach Hayes is called Jim Rat, and that's what he was. He, he was and is and always will be a Jim Rat, a person that influenced everybody who walked in his gym. And everybody was welcome. That was the coolest thing. Whether you could play or couldn't play, it, that didn't mean anything. If you loved hoops, you were welcome in Coach Hayes' gym. And so the story is about that and about the kind of man he is and the kind of influence he had. Love Coach Hayes, went to his camp, played against him, was uh, you know broadcasted at SNU when he was at Oklahoma Christian. Uh, call him a friend to this day. He came on this radio show one time and called me Tony. Remember that, TJ? Called me Tony. I, I still got the clip, yeah. Right on the air, yeah, after all those Classic. years. Yeah. Now, 
when you retired, I think the question you've probably gotten more than any, correct me if I'm wrong, is when are you going into broadcasting? Um, the fact that you're writing does not surprise me or anyone who knows you really well because you've always loved the written word. You've got your blog going on your website. Now you're writing books. This is a passion of yours, right? Always has been. No question. No question. It always has been. I've been a writer my entire life. I just haven't shared it with a whole lot of people. And um, I always knew that at some point this is what I would like to try to do and felt like that maybe I could have an impact in doing that. And it's just been a, you know, a, a, a lifelong love affair with words and the way they can make you feel when they're strung together in a certain way. So I feel like, honestly... I go out in my backyard, and I sit down with my laptop, and I write, and I feel like I'm living a dream. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's fulfilling, and um, it clarifies my thinking, and um, I enjoy it. And then if people also enjoy it and buy the book and want to read it, that's just gravy. It's just an unbelievable process to have the opportunity to be a part of. Do you have another one in the pipeline? Oh, of course. (laughs) Already yeah. <laughs> working on, on book two, huh? Always something, right? And then in between all that, I keep the blog going. Every Tuesday at 10 o'clock, another blog entry comes out on my website. And that's fun because it's typically, well, it's not typically, it's always spurred by whatever's in my head or heart at the moment. And it's just sort of a, a real-time um, production of writing. And it's been good because it's, you know, it's once a week, so I have to sit down and think about it and write yeah. and it forces me to keep that pump open and um, I really really enjoy doing that as well so that'll continue as well um, the progress on book number two yeah author to author question here TJ you see this is just two authors chopping yep. up um, <laughs> I only difference... hope I sell as many as you did <laughs> yeah, the, the, the difference is she's got about 10,000 more words in her book than I do in mine um, author to author you have put a deadline on these blog entries. Like you're, I mean, you're doing them once a week, which can lead to writer's block, Coach. Like you've got to sit down every Tuesday and crank something out here. So uh, has that ever happened? Do you ever sit down and go, Dad, gummit, what am I going to write about this week? Are you just overflowing with thoughts? <laughs> well, first of all, I don't really believe in writer's block, kind of like I don't really believe in burnout. I just think those things are cute little phrases that we – wrap around things that means we we're not really in the mood to try to do something hard um i think that uh that for me like a shot at me tj that felt like a shot directly at me you bruised me i'm trying to figure out what the OU baylor scene setter is going to be today and i can't think of anything and now that was a shot okay go ahead no i think when you cracked me up uh but i think when when you're you're in this vein, you know, and this is what you're kind of doing all the time. You just notice things. I, I'm forever just noticing something, whether I'm out running errands or at a ball game or watching my granddaughter or whatever. I just notice things, and I'll make a little note in my phone, and then when it's time to, to ride, I'll go back and think about that thing that I noticed. And sometimes it's quick, and it pops right out, and sometimes it's not so quick, and it takes a while. But that's part of the joy of it all. You know, when when you talked earlier about the people asking me questions after I retired, and the one thing that I've been asked more than anything is, do you miss it? And I almost feel guilty every time I say so quickly no, 
because I don't <laughs> miss the profession at all. I miss the people. And if you if you really corner me, I'm going to say, yeah, what I miss is standing shoulder to shoulder with people doing really hard things. And so, in a way, this this weekly blog deadline that I put upon myself is a way of of forcing myself to sit down and do hard things. And I think that that's such a part of being alive. You know, I, I, it's not fun always. And, and sometimes there's gritted teeth, but, um, you, you produce it and then you feel really good about doing something hard. And I think that's, that's part of the deal, part of the gift of being alive. Rooted to rise the Redwood legacies of life anchoring people written by Sherry Cole. Uh, where do we tell them they can find this book? Just wherever books are sold, Coach? Or you have any um, direction? In Oklahoma, almost, yes. I, a lot of bookstores. I have a, a book signing this Wednesday at Occasions. I know that okay. you did some yeah. book signing at Occasions in sure. Norman as well. So uh, Wednesday afternoon there. A little bit later in December, I'll be at Cayman's and uh, at Henry's in, in Norman as well. And then... Um, I, I the book is at Full Circle. It's at Plenty Mercantile. It's uh, at Commonplace nice. in Midtown, and then of course you can order them off Amazon and Barnes and Noble online. What time are you at um, Occasions on Wednesday for people? I think it's two to four, and I should know that, but I know it's the middle of the afternoon, so two Wednesday to four, afternoon. three to five, something like that. Very cool. Go get the book. Coach will sign it up for you right there. Coach, thanks so much. Great to talk to you again. Thank you, Toby. I mean, Tony, whatever your name is. <laughs> Get out of here. See you, Coach. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, boy. TJ's got a new clip now. Uh, very good. Yes. There you go. Rooted to Rise. You can get it at occasions. And anywhere else books are sold in the state of Oklahoma. Break time, 833. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. TJ, the Sooners win Saturday, 27-13 at Iowa State, which means they are one win away now from bowl eligibility. They've done it. Almost. There was one time when that looked like it was a bleak possibility, TJ. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. One win away now. So I have in front of me updated bowl projections. Yes. You love this now Get again. Get me out of Arizona. feel like we need to warn everybody, these are just projections. These are not final. Please do not make travel reservations. Uh, I've got three for you today, Teach. We've got our two usuals, and I've added one today. We'll start with CBS. CBS projecting OU to the guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. Wow. That's the baseball stadium out there. Against... The Wisconsin no. Badgers. No. Oh. This is updated, by the way. You hate that matchup. Wisconsin does nothing for you. You really want to play one of those sexy SEC teams. I like sexy in my bowl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe you like this a Bring little more. Bring sexy back. College football news projecting OU to the Tax Act Texas Bowl. This is in Houston, TJ. Against the Texas A&M Aggies. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Give me that all day long. Yes. <laughs> I don't lie. I don't cheat. <laughs> we got one major problem with this projection. They've got to get uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> they need they need three more wins. 
Texas A&M is three and five. I don't cheat and I don't lie. They're not uh, winning out. Man. What's their schedule looking like? They're not getting bowl eligible. Well, they got to go. I got. They can lose one. Hang on, let me bring it up here. They've got one rum dumb in there. You know, they, all SEC teams. Oh, have that's right. Because we went over layup. that a couple of weeks ago, and they had that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, uh, oh gosh, so they got a bye week this week. It looks like. Oh no, here they got Florida this week. Oh gosh, they got Florida in College Station this week. Are they winning that? A and M's favored by three and a half. They could win that one. Yeah, they might win that one. Uh, okay, it's pulling up. Bear with me. Let me play this. Right if that's the case. <laughs> While we're waiting, just uh, go through all my. Uh, just let me handle it. Okay, here we go. I got it. Uh, Florida this week at home. You say maybe. At Auburn. Maybe. Maybe. Here's the layup. Home against UMass. And then they close the season home against LSU. They're not winning that one. Uh, so, all right. Well, they win the they next three weeks. Three out of four. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, they need three out of four. I don't know if they're winning three out of four. But that would be fun, huh? If if that's the bowl that they end up in the matchup, I would love it. So I'm hoping Jimbo gets his three wins. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Maybe so, Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm adding a projection for you today, TJ. The Sporting News bowl projections Wait are out. Sporting News is still around? Uh, online, at least. Did you used to get really? the Sporting News when you were a kid with I, all the baseball in yeah, it? Yeah, I got it back in the day, but I didn't even Love know it was still in the business. Sporting News. Loved it. Uh, they are projecting OU to the Liberty Bowl in Memphis against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Oh, I don't hate that either. Well, uh, a little Beamer-Rattler uh, matchup. That's much better than Wisconsin, both of those. <laughs> <laughs> like the projection by the paper that's still not in business. Give us uh, Spencer Rattler versus Dylan Gabriel showdown at the Liberty Bowl. So, you know, starting to look a little more up, a little more up. As for the Cowboys, their stock is down this week, TJ. Uh, the Sporting News projecting OSU to the aforementioned Tax Act Texas Bowl against Mississippi State. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Probably true. The <laughs> CBS. Can you imagine? You said Mississippi State there, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, could you imagine the Gundy Leach oh, buildup? Please. Yeah, please, please give me that, yeah. Give it to us, yes. The C CBS is projecting OSU to the Cheez-It Bowl. Mm, I like Cheez-Its. Against the Syracuse Orange. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, God. this was a battle between a program with a winning culture and a program that does not have a winning culture. Yeah, that's, that's, too too. that's too that's much orange. That's too much orange. And the college football news is projecting OSU to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl against LSU. No, OSU, stay away. That's our bowl. OSU, LSU in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> so there you go. That's the uh, latest projections that are out. What do you think? Uh, I like a couple of those pro uh, projections, so I don't mind them at all. 
the matchups would be fun, especially even those OSU ones. If they could get a Gundy-Leach matchup, that would be a lot of fun. Are you plugged into the World Series? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the answer to that. Friday night was great. Saturday night, I uh, had my eyes on it, but can't say that I was completely focused Friday on Friday night, it. the Astros raced out to a 5 nothing lead. Mm-hmm. Looked then, done. Then vomited everywhere. Yeah. And uh, the Phillies roared back to get him. Midwest, uh, Carl Alberts, Carl Albert, right? JT Real Muto. Real Muto. With the, uh, the big game bomb. Is it Midwest City? It was Carl Albert, right? With the, uh, you know, he's from Oklahoma. He's from Oklahoma. That's all I could tell you. I couldn't tell you what school. He uh, hit the home run to win it there, and uh, the Phillies took game one. And then, you know what I really hated about that was seeing that happen to Justin Verlander. I hated seeing that. And then game two went to the Phillies. No, 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 to the Astros, five to two. So we're even at a game apiece. And we will play game three tonight. TJ, tonight you've got Halloween night in Philadelphia for game three. Yes. You think that'll be a sedate atmosphere? I think it's going to be a fun, a wild atmosphere with a bunch of zombies and uh, people with blood dripping down their face. And that's just a normal day in Philadelphia. They're not even you know in costume. Would be, you know it would be hilarious? They probably won't do this, but they should pass out batteries to everybody when they come in the gate. Like nine volts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and then in the seventh inning, just send a man in a Santa Claus, Santa Claus outfit across the field. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Remember that old story where they were throwing uh-huh. batteries, throwing at, Santa batteries at Santa? Yeah. They probably won't do that, though. Seems unlikely. Uh, Phillies and Astros, game three tonight. I don't have a pitching matchup. Why don't I? Why isn't it telling me who's pitching tonight in this thing? Let's see if this. If I click on this, if it'll bring it to me. I don't know, man. The Philly. I picked the Astros in six. I think you picked the Phillies in six. The Phillies are starting to feel like a team of destiny here to me. I mean, probably should have felt that a long time ago. But I thought when they ran into the Astros, well, that was fun. But it'll end here. And there's still Noah Syndergaard and Lance McCullers. Big-time hair matchup tonight in Game 3, Teach. That's your starters. So we've got Monday Night Football tonight, Bengals-Browns. Game 3 World Series tonight, even a game apiece. Rudy's shows tonight, if you can figure out that ESPN Plus, TJ. 7 o'clock huddle, 8 o'clock Brent Venables show. And trick-or-treating tonight in a neighborhood near you. Now, please, watch out for the kiddos tonight out there, everybody. Be careful making your way around. And um, send me all the Reese's. you have any other instructions for the trick-or-treaters out there, TJ? You're married to a safety officer. Anything we need to tell folks out there? Um, just watch out for the kids. Drive carefully. Don't slow put any down. Sharp objects in the candy, things right. like that. You know. yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't do any of that. No. Don't do that. Mm-mm. And kids, do not give Reese's peanut butter cups to Toby. Ah, come on, kids. He can't dress up. He hates the holiday. Don't give him your candy. Anybody coming to Rudy's tonight, just bring me some Reese's cups. That'd be fantastic. All right, break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800.
or visit rkblack.com. Uh, we welcome in now my fellow road warrior, Chris Plank, for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Happy Halloween Monday, Chris. Happy Halloween, Toby. Hey, so I've been working on a new impersonation for you right. for the show. Okay. Um, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to wait to try it out when I was in studio, um, but I, just, I don't feel like it can I, I don't feel like it can work. So right. I just I need you to just give me a very generic play by play call. You tell me if you can right. see who my play who my impersonation is. Just, just right. give me a second, generic play by play. Second and five at the Iowa State forty yard line, uh, pistol formation. There's the snap. Handoff to Gray runs right. Uh, got a couple of yards, puts his nose down. It'll be third and three. See, here's what they did there, Toby. They were in a shotgun, and they ran it to the right side. I'm actually kind of shocked the official knew how to spot the ball, but it's going to be second down right now. we got to see if they can get it done. That is, without a doubt, the Texas A&M color analyst. i got to look up I got to look up who this guy is. He's probably somebody we know. EJ, literally, his idea of analysis was after every play, to say the exact same thing the play-by-play guy did. It's like he copied his work but changed, like, one thing and then to take just some brutal shot at the official. Oh, well, the official, he's never played football before, so I don't know what he's doing out there. Where'd they find this clown this week? Dave <laughs> Elmendorf. Who? Dave Elmendorf. That's he not has a been real name. Color analyst for uh, A&M football since 1988. He was a part of the Super Bowl fourteen uh, Los Angeles Rams. Oh, scared me for a little bit there. Uh, that was uh, yeah. that was a trip, though. I'm glad. I, I don't know if it was you or Andrew who said get to the A and M game, but as soon as we did, uh, it was. You missed the best part. There, there was a some sort of a replay that was overturned or something, and Elmendorf went absolutely bananas. He said, these guys are idiots. These guys are dodos. This is the SEC. This is the worst officiated game I've ever seen. Like, he was going completely. I I'm a, I would be surprised if there's not some sort of a, you know, at least slap on the wrist, if not a suspension, because it was very Texas Tech-ish from last year. It was fantastic. But it was nice to drive home and listen to other games and an eight-and-a-half-hour trip for Mames uh, with a dub. I will say that 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 trip in 2020, though though memorable for you know many reasons, was obviously a little bit harder when you're driving through the night and, and you're coming off an L. But heroes, not many things sweeter than a victory Monday. So pretty happy to see this team play complimentary football. Which I don't know how it was this morning on the T row in the morning show, uh, consistently throughout the program on the text line or on the calls. But in the post game, that was a term that we heard a lot in the post game speech in the locker room. We heard that a lot, and understandably so. Good complimentary football this weekend. You want me to give you an imitation of the play by play of uh, Texas A and M? Right. <laughs> he sounded so done with life. I'm, yes, go ahead. Please. I'm going to give you a Texas A and M touchdown, and then an Ole Miss touchdown. Okay. First, okay. Texas A and M from the two yard line. Hand off. Oh, Handoff, A-chain, right side. Touchdown, Aggies! All right. All right, Ole Miss, do Ole Catch my breath. Here's Ole Miss, right? There's a snap, handoff, right side, touchdown, Ole Miss. (laughs) Well, you see what they did there is they handed (laughs) off on the right side of the line, and the guy walked right into the end zone for a touchdown. 
was pretty good. Uh, it was it was just he was so depressed when they would score, and he would just be silent for twenty seconds afterwards. I I I will say though we were well I'm not me right I'm not messing with the radio while I'm driving I leave that to my navigator, but it was kind of, we I went away from that game to start listening to baseball and yeah. uh, I think what Michigan Michigan State was on I I didn't realize that A&M had got that ball late with I guess you could say a chance maybe. So, uh, yeah, they got it. They, yeah, they got it back, and then I think they turned it over or something. But uh, that was uh, that was a fun listen for sure. But well, um, I look forward to hearing your show. I look forward to getting the recap of your trip to Ames and uh, what you thought of the Sooners down on the sidelines. You got a beautiful day for college football, and Oklahoma played well. Got to see a fake field goal. You don't get to see that every day. So, nope. all in all, good weekend. Yeah, all in all, a good weekend, Toby. And, you know, we'll – obviously there's going to be some concern about the depth at running back with, you know, Eric Gray. And I'm not even kidding. I I felt like I didn't move from outside that injury tent for what felt like 30 minutes, you know, just because he was such an integral part of the game. I didn't want to – I didn't want to miss when he came out or what was going on in there. And then to find out in the post game that he – you know, he wasn't getting taped back up. He was getting stretched out. And – you know, I saw DeMarco Murray go in there twice. So, you know, it's just it was one of those things that was so odd because you rarely see a situation last that long, number one. And then number two, now, going forward, how is he? Right? He did post games, so that's a good sign. But is Marcus Major getting close to 100%? He looked kind of tentative out there. What is the status of a Javante Barnes going forward? Who Coach Venables made it sound like that it was something that had happened later in the week. So suddenly – Toby, we go. Uh, we start kind of looking at that running back room and thinking, all right, might, might there be some touches for Gavin Sawchuk? Might we see some different faces? Uh, it'll be a big weekend to see how that plays out. A week, I should say. Yeah, you're telling it like it is. You're telling it like <laughs> it is. Chris, have a great show today. Toby, have a great Halloween, man. Uh, we got two. We got uh, Ted Roof and Demarco Murray today. Speaking of running backs on Coach's Corner, so that'll be fun. At Plank Show, Josh Helmer coming up next. Thanks to Sherry Cole for joining us today. You find folks as well. We got Rudy's tonight. If you feel like getting out and about on this Halloween night, 7 o'clock the huddle, 8 o'clock the Brent Venable Show. Have a great Halloween, everybody.